0: on this
1: computer
0: all right recording is in progress so cool okay i got it cannot minimize zoom while recording got it all right so we are here today my name is james we've got ryan here we're going to be doing the first inaugural that's a hard word to say Episode (laughs) of The Big Show, the most famous fantasy football league of all time. Oh, yeah. We're going to do a quick intro. Format is we each kind of put together a little perspective of how we started 18 years ago and where we are now. And we're going to read those to you one at a time and then we're going to dive right in. So, episode one intro. Welcome all who aren't listening yet. Hopefully you listen one day. My name is James, a proud member of what I believe to be the greatest fantasy football league in the world. The Big Show. This is a league that started in a, in a basement in Southboro, Massachusetts in 2005, 18 years ago. That's 56.2 percent of 0.25 percent of my entire life absorbed in fantasy football. Half of me thinks 56.25% of your life. Couldn't you have just chosen something more beneficial? Maybe to the world? While the other half of me thinks, wow, that's fucking cool. But to be real, 56.25% of me thinks it's fucking badass that the same group group of kids with some minor adjustments over time found a way to use fantasy football as a way to stay connected for 18 years. I'm proud to be a fantasy fanatic. Over the course of these years, fantasy football has meant more to me than just rooting for guys to throw, catch, and run with footballs. It's become a base for all the other growth that has taken place in our lives. We've gone from little assholes playing poker, drinking soda, eating dominoes, staying up all night playing video games, farting and talking about girls, to fathers, husbands, graduates, educators, entrepreneurs, and continued friends. As I sit here, the other as I sat here the other night, 32 years old. Both daughters sound asleep when my wife went out for a well-deserved night out. I was sitting with a nut with a high noon by my side. You heading out? Please. Got you. (laughs) And a marijuana vape pen in my pocket, listening to a Goose-inspired playlist on Spotify. I found myself drifting into the past where this beautiful league all began. It was 2005. We were going to our sophomore years in high school. The majority of us went to a regional high school where kids from Northborough and Southborough attended, while some others went to a private school in Worcester. The common denominator for everyone outside of myself was that they're from Southborough. Connected by the infamous Kevin Greco, who will become a household name in time, I had no idea what I was getting into. Kevin and I were two kids who happened to be athletic and do all of the same sports while sharing almost every class in freshman year. We quickly got consumed in each other, just naturally spending an insane amount of time together to the point where, before I knew it, all of the kids I, I hung out with were from Southboro. We played sports, shitting each other, talked about girls, and most of all, like I said earlier, played some poker. Some of us, the cool ones, would rock pajamas on a Saturday night while hanging out with the boys. Ryan can attest to that. Then, Very true. Then, then one day, I couldn't tell you any more than this but someone somewhere decided that the boys should start a fantasy football league. It was probably more than one person, but Kareem who was a league legend and is tied or leading the league in championships was our first commissioner. He introduced us to points per reception, bonus points for TDs over 40 and 50 yards, and even home field advantage for all the good, <laughs> for all the good that Kareem did. I forgot Diddy about is.
2: that. That was awful.
0: Absolutely awful. <laughs> For all the good that Cream did for us and the league, a fantasy football team getting three points for no reason was one of the dumbest ideas of all time. And I promise this has nothing to do with the fact that I lost to a playoff game to Kevin by one by two points in one of those seasons. Back in those days, we were all so competitive. It wasn't borderline unhealthy. It was over the line unhealthy. Some of us, as always, took it more seriously than others. Some took the losses harder than others, and some just went along for the ride, staying entertained by how much the others cared. I have certain memories, beyond that, I have certain memories in my life that stick around in my brain for specific reasons. One vivid memory is when I didn't make the varsity soccer team my sophomore year, the same year the big show was created. Kevin and I were favorites to make the team from our class in a year where school was a favorite to win state championship. Kevin made it, another kid in our grade made it and I was on the JV team for the second year in a row. I had such a small brain back then. My world was shattered. Oh, no. I may or may not have posted in our league page about how upset I was and how I couldn't believe who I was going to be playing soccer with while some of those kids were in our league. I was a shithead, and I think more about how I handled myself in that situation more than how I didn't make the team or how I missed out on a state championship. Our lives are dictated not by what happens, but how we react to what happens and how we handle ourselves. In a weird way, this little fantasy league has helped me see my weaknesses and allowed me to grow from a shithead to someone who's a little more seasoned. Honestly, that's what I miss about those early years with this league. We were totally different people living completely different lives. This was straight insanity. We started partying, drinking and smoking, always trying to be cool and making some really dumb decisions. Fantasy football or not, that's what a lot of people go through at that point in their lives. At least the ones who are fortunate enough to have been who have that be their lives. Unfortunately, stupid decisions are stupid for a reason. And in that same year, we lost two incredible sisters to a tragic drunk driving accident. That experience, that year, that loss, were just monumental for us all. We all had our stories, our connections to the girls. To the girls, the older sister was my closest sister's best friend. Her, youngest, her younger sister and I were really good friends, too, and she was also friends with everyone in our league. They honestly deserve their own episode, where the same themes of how we handle ourselves in different situations in life can be found. The girls' deaths were about 18 years ago, same year this league was created, and the bond amongst league members has gotten stronger every year. Just a couple of weeks ago, one of our own got married, and a highlight I will remember for the rest of my life was members of the big show and their girlfriends and wives starting an arm-in-arm slow dance to Elton John's Your Song, with the bride and groom dancing in the center of a circle that eventually included everyone who still remained at the wedding. We all drank and danced and sang with each other, in support of one of our own, but in appreciation of us all. As someone who lives thousands of miles away from the majority of our league members, just like Ryan, it was awesome. Anyways, in the past 18 years, we have experienced many things, including... The introduction of Red Zone, four Pat Super Bowl wins, including one in 2005. Throne Xbox controllers, Hurricane Katrina, the introduction of the iPhone, the first black president, the killing of Osama bin Laden and all the major productions about killing him afterwards, the Sandy Hook school shooting, the Boston Marathon bombing, the Supreme Court passing same-sex marriage, the election of Donald Trump, a.k.a. The You're Fired Guy. Government shutdowns, COVID-19, January 6th, the death of our family members, I could go on for days. Last night, my wife came home from a much-needed 9 p.m. trip to Target. She's a stay-at-home mom who had put the girls down to bed alone in back-to-back nights, which is the equivalence of a death sentence. So when she says she needs to go to Target at 9 p.m., she goes to Nar- Target at 9 p.m. When she returned, she had this fancy microphone that she was beyond ex- ecstatic about. It was a $140 microphone that she somehow got on sale for $40. The definition of a bargain hunter she is. She went on a rant about how excited she was to start doing podcasts about her life. And let me tell you, hers will be better than this one. And she eventually said, you need to do a podcast for the big show. The woman who, God bless her soul, has absolutely hated how much I talk about this league, just told me I needed to start a podcast about this league. So only a fool wouldn't jump on this opportunity. So here we are. Now you know a little bit about my perspective of where we were 18 years ago and how we're still rocking and rolling, and now it's time to get into the league itself, have Ryan talk about his perspective, go through the historical data, the drama, the heartbreak, the upsets, the modernizations and the innovation, the music, and the sport of football itself. Although I'm not going to lie, this won't just be about fantasy football. The talk around fantasy is going to be the base of what we talk about, the most constant, but it's going to be so, about so much more. If this podcast does any justice for a league, we will bring you to the world of fantasy, the world that stays constant amidst the madness that we call life. And perfect example is our first recording of this uh, podcast. I couldn't figure out how to get the microphone to work. So uh, <laughs> we're rocking and rolling already. And now we're going to leave it up to my wonderful co-host here, Ryan. Awesome. Well,
2: James, amazing. Uh, mine's not going to nearly do justice to what you just did. Um, you know, I'm super excited. James and I were talking about this earlier this week, and he wanted to kind of join together and do this. I said, "When do you want to do it? And he said, oh, well, you know what? I need to go out and I need to write this intro and then I'll send you a deadline. He said, I work much better without a deadline. And I said, that's perfect, because I need a deadline to work with. And James said, that's absolutely perfect. And I think that it really speaks to just the way that our league can kind of balance off of each other and the 12 of us for a long time and then the 14 of us for the past couple of years. You know, we managed to come together. There's lots of dramatic moments, but ultimately, you know, we're agreeable on what the rules of the league are, how we're going to operate. You know, and I'd say overall, it's a pretty amiable league. We get along pretty well, which really just mirrors the friendship that we've had for the past 18 years. And, and for a lot of us, for even longer than that. Yeah. Um, and and so, you know, I've known so many of these guys. I'm 32 now since I was five and six years old. So, you know, for me, it's, uh, James is talking about how, you know, earlier uh, in our lives, everyone went to Algonquin. And I was one of the handful of few who went to Worcester or not to Algonquin. Um, and, you know, even today, I really don't have any friends from that high school because I spent every weekend, I spent every you know, basically free minute with, with the guys from Algonquin and with these friends who I've had for my entire life. Um, That's, that's really, Oh Jesus, Trey Lance getting carted off. Sorry. Um, That, uh, so, you know, that's really like what this league has meant to me in a, in a nutshell, it's, you know, been a way to connect. And I've lived in New York and I've lived in Hoboken, New Jersey, and I've lived in Boston and now I live in California yet. It's always kind of a great opportunity to spend time with each other. Uh, and, and just to, you know, keep friendships going. Uh, also have so much fun. I don't think there's anything in, in my life. Uh, there's really not a lot of things in my life that are, are more fun than this league. So that's really what this league has meant to me over the years. And um think about going back to kind of the beginning. I don't exactly remember how we started up the league. I know, I think I got a, I can't even remember if it was a text or Cream called me on like my parents' phone, home phone line or whatever the hell it was. Probably he's more. like. Hey, Right. It must've been in 2005. <laughs> so it's like, Hey man, you want to do this thing called fantasy football? And, you know, I, I guess I had never really heard about it before, but it turns out to be some of the best decisions. And kind of from that moment, I remember drafting, I think the first draft that we did, I did it at Kevin Greco's house. Um, he's no longer with the league, but he was an integral part in the early years. And as Jane mentioned, you'll hear, you'll hear his name a lot throughout these podcasts. Um and uh just remember i think he took priest holmes or larry johnson I, I can't remember who it was but it was like the most excited he's ever been and then of course that, that they went on to score like 60 touchdowns that year not actually but like 20 or something something absurd um and so that's kind of my earliest memories uh of the league and we, we would play a lot of poker james is right a lot of us would wear pajama pants mostly james and i but others would dabble as well um you know kind of things that i want to talk about about this league that i really enjoy just all of your guys' friendships, spending time together, talking to each other, the draft house is, is the the weekend that I look forward to the most every year, and I think a lot of people feel the same way. Um, we're usually able to have a pretty good turnout. It's a great time to connect with, with people who you're you know and it's not not necessarily able to see every year. Um, and I was as we were preparing for this, I was thinking a little bit about you know where everybody is these days and there's really so many people spread out. Like, even if you think about the people who are still in Mass, you've got, you know, Mike's in Malden, Chris is now in the city, Pat's in the city still, but pretty much everybody else is out of the city. Mike List, I guess, is in the city. And then you have Labar and Max who live on the same street in Southboro, which is amazing. Uh, So it's just people are spread out a little bit more. You know, you've got more going on. You have significant others or um, other things going on with your life. You're busy with your job, whatnot. And it's just it's hard to, to see each other like we used to, which would be every weekend in, in the basement and we would play Madden and talk about fantasy and,
0: and smoke teams, weed and
2: teams drink teams, Coke. Teams. <laughs> That's right. And yeah. yeah. T- yes. We've got, we've got people still around, but everybody's a little bit more spread out than they used to be. And so, you know, I think the, the ability to use this league as a springboard to continue our relationships and, um, you know, the draft specifically to, to get together and, and really spend some good time with each other is so much fun. Um, we're going to cover so much throughout this, and I want we want to have some different guest spots and some different things each week that we're going to discuss. But some of, the, some of the highlights for me that, as I think about this league throughout the years, um, the draft in Vegas, the draft in New York City, which was just absolutely outrageous. Um, you know, the different houses that we've stayed at in New Hampshire and Maine and Vermont for the drafts. Um, all of the trades, all of the little needling and comments. And, you know, you don't start a quarterback, you never hear the end of it. In um, my list, <laughs> I'm sorry, but you're never going to hear the end of it. Um, Labar, even today, he started Julio Jones who didn't play. He hasn't gotten a lot of shit for that, but. Um, it's blown
0: well under the radar. He threw out the Adam <laughs> it, Carolla shit. Chris has been going <laughs> on things. But it's bad, man. He started a guy on Thursday night in the flex and then couldn't play a wide receiver because Julio was out it was rough i know i i uh i was
2: uh i meant to say something earlier in the week but you never know how it's really going to play out and then of course it plays out just how he doesn't want it to mm-hmm. um but but all of these things that that our league has sort of brought to to our lives um i think it's really the same for almost each and every one of us in in our own little way uh and it's been one of the most you know amazing experiences of my life and i, I can't wait for the next you know three four hopefully five decades you know who, who knows but you know if we're lucky enough. Um, And just to really um, start to dive in and bring this new kind of content to the league and like a different way that we can connect in a different way that we can kind of talk about the league and enhance it even more. Uh, I think it's just so awesome. Uh, So I'm really excited for it.
0: Hell yeah. Yeah, so that's that's the big show in a nutshell. And I think uh, we should dive into who really is the big show. Outside of <laughs> and yeah, Cool. Ryan, we'll do a little activity here where I'll say the person's name, say a couple things, and then you can say a couple things, and we'll go on to the next person. Um, so we'll start with uh, someone who's really gotten more and more and more involved in the league in the last five, six years. And I think part of that is because he became a co-commissioner. Uh, that is Andy Spiwak. He has really ramped it up in the past few years. He's that's actually quite impressive and really awesome. Uh, he is an original member, again, co-commissioner. Currently believes that this rookie class and the next rookie class are the be-all end all of rookie classes.
2: If you don't so, have them,
0: you're screwed. Yeah, so much so that he is openly taking tanking, although he is still. In control of Jamar Chase, and that's my fault, but that's okay. Uh, <laughs> he he has never won a championship. He has lost in the finals twice. Uh, <sighs> kinda makes kind of looking like he's a forever peasant, uh, mainly because <laughs> he's famous for sending me a i "I suck at fantasy football" apron after beating me in a regular season years ago only for me to go on to win every single game for the rest of that season and defeat Andy in the championship. So, uh, yeah, that's that's what I think of Andy when I think of Andy in our league.
2: <laughs> <laughs> that's so good. Um, I think I echo exactly what James has said. Andy really has, you know, turned it on. I'll say he'll he'll tell you if you look at the stats and when Chris puts together more of the stats, He's got one of the best records in the league the last five years. You know, that's something we really want to give him kudos about. And uh, no championships, but a good record. So we're here for it, Andy. We're here for it. Good job. Um, Also, I would uh, not be doing him any uh, favors if I didn't plug Jamison Williams, this guy. Have you seen Bama's offense without him? It's so bad.
0: It's so bad. (laughs) Guys, never played snap before, but he is the best player in the league.
2: He's yeah. He's actually already been on like what three or four teams. That's what's amazing about this league is we've got a guy who hasn't played yet. Not gonna play for who knows how long. Yeah, he's been on three or four different teams. We
0: like him already. So likable. He's already the most tradable guy in the league right now. <laughs> oh my god! All right,
2: who do we got next?
0: Uh, we got Christopher Howard. He is oh, another crash. original member. Uh, had a. He was more into it in high school and Then we got into college, and there are a couple of years where you could arguably say that he stopped caring for maybe about 10 years. And <laughs> then in recent years, he ramped it up quite a bit, and he has been a top-three team really every year in recent memory. And that's inclu- ooh Cam Akers with the catch. Yeah, baby, here we go. Oh, let's go, Cam boy. So he definitely has a top-three team in the league right now. And he is our defending champion. He's a heavy believer in, in data analysis, his own draft spreadsheet, which may or may not have magical powers that always favor him. So that's Chris. Yeah.
2: He didn't get on on Raw, though. That's disappointing for him.
0: Yeah, he blew that. <laughs> he got Justin Herbert, though.
2: Yeah, he did. He did. I hear he didn't even crack his ribs this week. <laughs> <laughs>
0: not good not good but yeah <laughs> ryan's definitely got some more fun memories with chris they are they grew up down the street with each other from each other yeah so
2: chris chris and i grew up uh just neighborhood away uh very very close and run run there and he's run to my house many many times um i don't know that it was 10 years where he really went What like, didn't care <laughs> but i'd say the college years and maybe immediately post-college so five or six yeah, uh, he had a little lull. Uh, that being <laughs> said, he's tied with Kareem for the most uh championships, so he you know, has I think three? that uh, I think he's got four. No way, Dang, Kareem, yeah, they got four each, I believe. Um, we need some so, proof. oh,
0: where's Andy Yeah. I mean, with the proof,
2: <laughs> I'm per- we'll, we'll do a whole historical episode, but I'm pretty sure he's got four along with Kareem. Um, you know, he's. He's somebody who's got – he's applying the data. He's been doing it for years now, and he's got the spreadsheet, and he just looks at this spreadsheet, and everyone else gets so excited about these rookies. Chris is just like, nah, this is who the spreadsheet says to take. I'm taking Antonio Gibson. Fuck y'all. He gets like 11 catches in the first week. So it's working for him.
0: He seems to just touch gold. Everything he touches turns into gold right now because he drafted a rookie last year, and it turned out to be Javante Williams, who I – Deemed this offseason the most valuable player in the history of the big show. Uh, <laughs> I and mean, I think he still might. <laughs> yeah. I definitely Well, do. He,
2: he also drafted Amon Ra last year. So, you know, he's, he's had a little bit of the Midas touch lately.
0: It's the spreadsheet, man. It's fucking gold. Uh, oh, Cam just keeps getting touches. I'm so happy I benched him for Michael Carter this week. I love it.
2: Yeah. Next, it's too bad. Next I think Drew's playing Henderson now.
0: That's amazing. The next guy on our list is Mike List. He is an expansion member who joined Dole Guess might not have been this year, but pretty sure it was twenty seventeen and I think it was twenty nineteen. Twenty nineteen. I think this is his third or fourth year, yeah. Well, he hasn't made the he hasn't missed the playoffs since his arrival, which has been quite impressive. Derek Henry will do that to you. Um, (laughs) has recently been deemed the worst. League member to trade with, as uh, by no question myself here. But that throne also will always go back to Phil O'Royan at some point mm. in time if it hasn't already. Uh, Mike is famous for benching Lamar Jackson in a playoff game, and shockingly, it didn't work out. And uh, yeah, <laughs> given that he decided he, to
2: go with no QB whatsoever it was bold. I,
0: Totally forgotten um, about that aspect of it. Like just didn't even <laughs> put anybody else in.
2: Nah.
0: Like I don't play We're catchers good. in fantasy I don't play catchers in fantasy baseball, but that's different than not playing a quarterback in fantasy <laughs> football.
2: Hey, you're about to go to the semifinals there, so clearly you know what you're doing.
0: They just ruined your batting average. <laughs>
2: well, so I think for Mike, I, I, it is, It's it's been uh impressive. He's come into the league and we really we really uh You know, it was tough for Jim and for for Mike early on. We gave them like very little keepers. I don't think they had any keepers. I think they maybe got two the first two picks of the draft, and then they got two picks at the end of the first round. So it was not good. Um, They got
0: the first four picks,
2: right? But two and two. So they got to pick two keepers after everybody else picked keepers, and then they picked their next. They had two picks before the next round too. So they effectively had horrible teams. Mike made the playoffs. He had Lamar. He had Derrick Henry. Just carried him. Um, and
1: Pat's team.
2: And Pat's team, Jesus, that's right. <laughs> um, so, yeah, you know, it was just working. <laughs> it's just yeah. been working for him. Um, we'll see what happens this year. You know, Henry's a little bit older, maybe on his last legs, but, you know, I wouldn't doubt him yet.
0: Oh, Henderson with a touchdown. There you oh, go.
2: Disaster. <laughs> um, playing Andy this week. But, yeah, you yeah. know, talking about Phil, Phil's – Actually, speaking of trades with Phil, Phil and I had a little conversation this week. It's it's a little interesting. After uh, today, he wanted to you know, he put Wilson. CD on the trade block. No, not Garrett Wilson, but he put CD <laughs> on the trade block, and I inquired as to what CD might cost, and I was informed that it would be you know Jalen Waddle and a first plus something else. Um, Jesus, that's it. Yeah.
0: <laughs> it is. CD. He's got. He's got the name.
2: Exactly, it's the name. Waddle's actually only scored more points than CD, though. CD's never actually had more in a season. And I think after this week, uh, we're pretty clear on who the who the leading one is moving forward. So uh, those trade those trade discussions were quickly squashed. Um, <laughs> but, but um, yeah, oh, Daryl did really just get in. I'm like a minute and a half behind you,
0: man. Yeah, um, I'll stop talking. I'll wait for you to say it.
2: No, no, that's fine. Um, let's see. I think I think I still have a fairly big lead. Alright, so who we got up next? That that's Phil, that's Mike, that's Andy, oh. and that's Chris.
0: We actually didn't really dive into Phil, um that's other true. than him being the worst. But the next <laughs> one here is is uh Mike Stasitis, who Let's is another, another original member who's had some ups and downs historically, but just got married, so I guess we, we should be nice here. Um I think so. It's a good policy. Yeah. He uh he once participated in the one and only five-team trade that took place Mm. a couple years ago, which was one of the best things in the world. Um, Absolutely amazing. You can do an episode on that. Yep. He he currently has a top three team in the league, no doubt, and he is easily the favorite for the next peasant to win a ring and no longer be a peasant. Uh, But um, unfortunately – It's not even close. Yeah. Unfortunately, he is still a peasant. So,
2: Mm. sorry, Mike. Went to the championship last year, remained a peasant, um, yes. you know. So maybe this is the year, two in a row. Not a lot of people go back to back, but he's got Almanra. He's got a good team. We'll talk more about that later, though. I yeah. think with Mike, yeah, just getting married, you know, he's another one. We, we, we all grew up together, and um, I, I just remember, like, early on, I don't know, there was some point, maybe it was in like the mid-2010s, Mike really hit his stride. And all of a sudden, he's he's had really good teams most of the year since then. There was a down year or two while he rebuilt, but he did it very quickly. So he's another one, and I agree with James wholeheartedly. He's going to be the next one to win from, from the group that hasn't won. So um, could it be this year? Yeah, I think it could. But he's got great, great foundation moving forward either way. So um, I think that it could be the married guy's year.
0: It could be. There you go. Nothing like an in, an interruption from a two-year-old. Okay, you don't want to. No That's fine. We're pretty relaxed on this podcast. We are. It's, <laughs> the, it's the No Rules podcast. Sure is. The next guy on our list here is Pat McEnany. Uh, Howdy, Correct. I believe he's an original member. Did he take over Kevin's team?
2: He took over Kevin's team maybe two, three, four years in, somewhere around there. Um, yeah. So uh guy with one of the few big show members with football experience. So that gives him a little, little bit of a leg up. Yeah. Um now I think he, that uh wait, go ahead.
1: Oh, uh, no.
0: But, sorry. No, I said I wouldn't talk about it before. You see it?
1: What?
0: Nothing crazy happened. It's all good. <laughs> um
2: so you know pat mack just had a good draft this year but it's not panning out i don't think he started a running back this week who actually participates in games uh it was a little rough grandpa kamara and
1: uh okay
2: oh courtland Sutton, jimbo (laughs) let's go
0: yeah, Tim's got Russell Wilson, so I was pretty bummed out about that.
2: Oh, man, Nothing like yeah, a goal gonna... line
0: fade. <laughs> the worst play in football. Yep. I'll say this about Pat. Um, he's definitely the most likely member of the big show to become the next CEO of Disney. Yeah. Uh, <laughs>
1: He just looks the part.
0: I'm I'm taking that line from my wife, Jacqueline. She met him for the first time at Susais' wedding and said, you look like you could be the next CEO of Disney. And somehow looked at his fingers and said, do you play the piano? You look like you have piano fingers. And he was like, in the back, like, yes. How did you know? And yeah, so he's definitely one of the more interesting characters in our league. Not historically involved like the rest, some of the rest of us are, but he—he's there, and he had one of the best draft time videos of all time, drafting Jerry Judy with a Judge Judy poster secretly behind it.
2: <laughs> all the videos, Max is Max is uh, wishing we would go back to that just so we could draft earlier in the season. It was so fun.
0: It was really fun, actually. It's not a bad plan. I don't know. We got to figure it out. <laughs> the next guy on our list is a professor. His name is Ryan. Roth Ryan Labar. He is LaBerry. an original. Again, stop it. He is an original member, famously known for winning a championship in the beginning years. Maybe the first year. Uh, I don't mm-hmm. really know. Was it the first year? That. That was the first year. That was the Todd Heat miracle. That's when he, he basically changed Andy's future and fortune forever. Yeah. And <laughs> Labar is famous for that, not only for Todd Heat, but also because he just hasn't really made the playoffs since. And as we know now, like it's been 17 years. It's a long time to kind of just be in mediocrity. And that that's where he's at right now. Throw it to him. He's open. Oh, my yeah, God.
2: I think – I think that uh, there's been a pattern developing the last couple of years where he gets a fairly good team, does some trades at the last minute to try to sneak in, doesn't sneak in, is hamstrung for the next year, and then, you know, rinse and repeat. Oh, Jerry Judy actually just got hurt. He did. Um, yeah. Uh, so, you know, we'll see what he comes up with. He's actually got a decent squad. He, Like we said, he forgot to start uh, an actual person this week. He played a guy who was out, so. It's not. It's not the best start to the year. He did whoop me last week, though, so it's not all bad. There we go. Dude. Now we're cooking. Um,
0: okay. No way. Yeah, I know. Javante was wide open in the middle of the end zone, waving his arms, and Russell's oh, like, "That yeah. wasn't a touchdown."
1: <laughs> Wait,
0: did they overturn the?
2: Did they overturn the Courtland play? What the hell? Yeah. Um, all right. All right. So Labar. Um, Gosh, living with living right next door to Max, very jealous. Close proximity to Southborough House. Um, won that, won that first year, and then James is right, but a little bit of medioc- mediocrity for the last seventeen. So we'll look to see how he responds over the coming
0: seventeen.
1: Hold
0: on one second, Ryan. No worries, uh, yeah I cannot open the headphones. They're headphones. This is what they are. I
1: cannot open them. Can you please go inside? Alright, then just hang out with me.
0: But I cannot open this. Sorry. You're good. All good. Labar is also, in my mind, the most likely member to win Big Brother. Not just participate in Big Brother, but win <laughs> Big Brother. And I, I say that because I think he's literally been watching it obsessively for 16 straight years. And the only other person I know who does that is my mom. So, uh, <laughs> oh, be careful. And I think what ties into what you were saying before about him, like having a chance to make the playoffs, making a trade that kind of mortgages the future a little bit and then not making it Uh, part of the problem there is because he can't stop drafting, trading for old people like his average, his average age of keepers, his average age of guys on his roster are just like typically the highest in the league, and I don't know if it's under 30. It might be 29, if I'm being It nice. was like
2: t- just over 29 this year for his starters only. Yeah. Uh, and so it's probably right around 30, which is crazy because I bet you like the rest of the league's like 25, 26 at the most. Yeah, and
0: yeah, like he's like the anti Andy. Andy and Kareem are all about rookies. Oh <laughs> my goodness, nice. so cute! Yeah, Andy's average age is probably like 22. <laughs> yeah. Oh,
1: awesome.
0: oh, yeah, you're wearing them. Speaking of fellow rookie lovers, Kareem Khalil, we mentioned him earlier a couple times.
2: Oh, there goes Pollard.
0: Yeah, he almost made it. I don't know if he's in. Oh,
2: he didn't get in? Okay.
0: Uh, Kareem is an original member and the original commissioner. Uh, He was. I think he deserves a ton of credit for how we started and how we've kind of gone to where we are now. And I think we're seeing his innovative thought process um show itself with his sports betting lifestyle too Uh, he's kind of gone all in in that and i think it's pretty awesome it's allowing him to travel to italy and be a basketball coach and just do some really cool things but it also helps when you bet four different times on shohei otani winning mvp and it nets you like 60k you know that's (laughs) a bad start uh, yeah, that's a great start, but he easily he's either tied for the league lead in championships or has it. I think it's four. I totally forgot yep. that Chris was ranked up there. I didn't know that, so Chris is up in those that position too. And Cream has had success historically by just investing heavily in three wide receivers and one decent running back. And it's like this new thing. Oh, I'll drop do the zero RB strategy. This new thing Creams like. Yeah, I've been doing it since two thousand five. <laughs> uh, he's
2: been doing it for a long time he just gets those receivers Andre Johnson uh who are some of the other guys um wow Michael Thomas
0: players? is the most recent Peak Michael
2: Thomas yeah he's the most recent one probably oh, um, yeah. had Larry Fitz for a period oh yeah he's Got Michael Pittman who looks good now despite the fact he didn't play today um yeah I agree Kareem was integral part it basically was the reason the league was founded initially he's the one who started it um we did have to remove him as commish after seven or eight years. to Get some
0: new blood in there. Because um, he may or may not have been cheating the whole time. We don't know. Just people mysteriously get going, move, getting moved to people's benches, and oh yeah, things things got a little wonky there. It's like poker all over again.
2: Yeah, let's just say, <laughs> let's just say it's not the transparency the new regime offers. Um, <laughs> So no, no, it's uh, but yeah, it's it's absolutely awesome uh, to see to see Kareem and and the the sports betting is fantastic, and then going to Italy and coaching is it's really really fun. So, um, excited to see how he's going to manage his squad from there. He's going to have some trouble with uh, you know, the time zones. He's had trouble in the past from Denver to the East Coast. So this is going to be a little more challenging. Kareem, you better be uh, setting some alarms and be up to the task. So it's going to be a little different this year.
0: Oh yeah, it is. The next guy got here is uh, James Jim Jimbo Frat Antonio, who is Jimbo. another expansion manager. Came in with Mike List. Mike List, uh, conversely <laughs> to Mike List, he has not made the playoffs since arrival. They're kind of going, kind of gone on different paths there. Mike can't yeah. stop himself from making the playoffs, and Jimbo can't stop himself from getting in his own way. Um, he has been <laughs> pretty, annually in control of multiple first round picks. And he can thank me for that because I get absorbed into week one. And I'm like, oh, my God, Kyler Murray to Larry Fitzgerald. It's going to be an unstoppable combination for the entire season. Here, take my future first round pick. And then Larry (laughs) Fitz continues to shit the bed for the rest of the year. And Jimbo gets two top seven picks. Um, And I think up until this year, he has kind of whiffed on all of his first round picks. And they haven't been that gracious to him. Uh, I think that all started with him going David Montgomery over Derrick Henry, which at the time was kind of a no brainer. Uh, but on the plus side,
2: I think he got David Montgomery in the first round again this year. So,
0: you know, boom, back it's, to the well. The prodigal son <laughs> returns. <Yeah. laughs> I think, unfortunately, for him, he's easily had the worst keepers in the league um, going in. So he did kind of have to nail his draft this year. And so far, it looks like he did. And... Been a good, good start. He
2: looks like he's going to win this week. Potentially beat out Max. We'll talk more about that shortly. Oh, yeah. Um, but yeah, could be. And... So Jimbo, yeah, like I, I just you know getting getting to know Jim in in college, going down to URI, just having some amazing times down there, and you know then 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 you know him coming into the league, he's definitely like James said, he hasn't had the most fortunate start or or what I'll call the best start. Um, oh, to Pitts missed it. Um, but you know, he has actually set himself up, I think for future success, he's got picks moving on in in future years, he'll have opportunities to trade for keepers. Um, you know, there's always going to be, uh, someone who's willing to release a top tier player for several firsts. So, um, I think that, you know, he's starting to get there and learning a little bit to balance the future with playing now it's not a true dynasty league um but it it is it is you know important to to have a win now mentality in certain circumstances too so just figuring out the league getting the feel for it i think he's uh, he's bound for better things in the
0: future and before we go on to the next few guys here i think it's important to note that both jimbo and mike wist are fellow north baronians so mm-hmm. I, I went about 15 years before I was like, all right, I got to get some of OG Northboro guys into this league here too, even though I reportedly was behind the plan to screw them over upon entry. Even though at the time I thought it was a good one and I wasn't the only one who voted on it, I'll take the blame. It was <laughs> um, But with that said, we'll move on to Tim McDonald, who is an original member. And I believe he's Absolutely. only one. I believe he's only a one-time champion. He may have won more than once, in my memory. No, he's, he's a
2: one-time champion. I think he's been to another finals, but I think he won. It was 2009,
0: maybe, something like that. Oh, um, yeah, that was the famous Derek Ward versus D'Angelo Williams game, where uh, I remember <laughs> watching it in Max's house, and it was like, oh, wow, <laughs> D'Angelo Williams rushed for 250 yards and two touchdowns. How am I going to lose the championship? Oh, Derek Ward. It's four. Fucking
2: rushing touchdowns. I didn't even remember that. Yeah, that's wild. <laughs> right. Well, so we've got the Todd Heat miracle from Labar. We've got the Derek Ward miracle from Tim. There's some other miracles out there. We'll discuss them more in future weeks. But yeah, Tim, original member of the league, really another. He's like he kind of was Andy before Andy's become Andy. You know, he's been into the rookies for a while. He likes to he likes to craft and have. Uh, you know, different people on his roster, be able to move people around. He's not afraid to make trades and make moves. Kid loves Jalen Waddle. If you ever get Jalen Waddle on your team, sell the Tim for a bucket load. Um, <laughs> so you know, it's just some
0: foreshadowing uh, right there.
2: <laughs> we did talk some deals this week for Waddle, but but uh, ultimately he's not willing to pony up enough. So here we are,
0: I mean, uh, and the,
2: Tim, the price point. went up. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so yeah not a bad not a bad uh, time to not trade him um but yeah just uh another another guy who you know maybe isn't as involved in the chat day to day but you know you can make moves with you can do trades with you know just talk about random stuff throughout the league so uh another great team team member and another great addition to the league did did earl henderson get another touchdown no
0: nah, you'll see it dk <laughs> But, a DK actually, Bomb, DK bomb, which may come back due to a flag to the TBD. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, looks like, it, looks like it's coming back. Illegal man wow. down the field. Way to go, Seattle. That was
2: going to be his only long run of the long play of the year.
0: Yep. And one That'd thing I'll say about Tim is he is an Algonquin basketball legend. Cannot talk about Tim historically without mentioning that. All-time ball handler. Our next guy here is uh someone else who played for Algonquin basketball, just uh not varsity was Brendan Check. He is uh oh he yeah is a, he is a replacement member of the league. He replaced Barron, who was the famous Bengals fan who only drafted Bengals players when it was cool for Bengals players to get arrested every other week. Uh, <laughs> and it must have been so enjoyable for Barron that he decided to retire from team management, and that's when we brought Brendan into the mix. Um, Brendan was kind of – he jumped into a decent team, and then he had first and second overall, ended up drafting Christian McCaffrey and Leonard Fournette as rookies in with yep. those picks and uh, hasn't missed the playoffs since, which is kind of impressive. Is that right? I'm pretty confident on that. Um, wow. So he, Maybe that first year, but I do remember those guys both being studs in their rookie years. That's uh, something that we can confirm with some research here for future episodes. Um, he is unfortunately a member of the peasant family, um, and once a carrying member. Yep, and then but also once agreed to a secret trade months before mm. the draft only for it to be ruined due to Travis Etienne's offseason injury in his rookie year. So, yeah, a little bit about Brendan there. And also, he looks like Kramer.
2: (laughs) He does look a little bit like Kramer, I suppose. That's fair. Um, You know, Brendan, I think, is another guy who he's a little bit quieter in the league, but you want to talk trades with him. You want to just kind of, you know, cook up a secret deal that's going to be you know, no one's going to talk about for two months leading up to the draft. And then it's going to get ruined by an injury the week before or four days before. Um, so, yeah, there's there's always players out there. I think, you know, one thing about Brendan's team He's he's had it's interesting because he's done a lot of pick trades lately. But, you know, he's had periods where he's been successful and he maybe was a move or two away. And he has to always pull the trigger. So we're starting to see him pull the trigger a little bit more, make some more moves, be a little bit more shifty. Um, he's got uh, a good team this year. I'm worried about Naji though.
0: Me too. But honestly, we should talk about. He's that. got
2: a good team. Yeah, we'll talk about that when
0: we go to when we go to his team. Um, but all right, who's up next? The next guy is Phil Arroyan, original member. Phil, uh, I thought he was either tied or one victory off from having the league leading championships. Um,
2: I think he's got two, so I think he's two back.
0: Oh, damn, he's got two. I got more in there?
2: <laughs> no, yeah, still. we
0: both do. <laughs> yeah, that's right, man. <laughs> Eat shit. Um, gotcha. He, unfortunately, his two championships, I thought he had another one because his teams have always been so damn good. Um, his teams. Yeah, he's run into you
2: a couple times.
0: <laughs> yeah, I <don't> know. We've, <laughs> bathtub trades, the upset in the playoffs. Yeah, we could talk about that. Um, <laughs> but he... I think part of his historical success is that he was the first one to realize that, oh, I could get Max's first future first-round pick every year and give up very little for it. And to Max's defense, he's a, he's a guy trying to win every year, and I support that 100% because I think trading draft picks is amazing and something I do every year. But, yeah, Phil definitely took advantage of – Max's uh his trades for a little while. <laughs> oh yeah,
2: and one of them just happened yesterday. Another yeah, future second or a future first. It's
0: interesting, you know. <laughs> History has a tendency to repeat itself. Um, Phil, we mentioned Mike Liz was labeled the worst one to trade with, but that that crown will always belong to Phil. Um, mainly in his defense, he's a good negotiator. He's a royal pain in the ass. And all of his guys are <laughs> the
2: best guys in the league, so. He does often have some of the better players. Um, and I think historically, like, especially the last five, ten years, he's had really, really good teams. Early on, he didn't always have the best teams. Um, Phil Phil grew up down the street from me. So, you know, we, we grew up, you know, together and playing Sky and a whole bunch of other stuff uh, in the driveway uh, with Ricky Fagan and, and Kevin Greco and Chris Howard. Um And, you know, he he had a little rough start. I think he had one of the worst seasons, actually, like the first year. But after basically, I think he won his first title, maybe 2010, 2008. After that, he's essentially been one of the most dominant members of the league. Uh, And particularly the last five, ten years, you know, he's he's probably someone who hasn't missed the playoffs in that span of time Um, and just constantly has good draft picks, has good players. So, um, you know, it's looking pretty good again this year, although. Probably gonna start zero two. No shame in losing to Chris and Mike, though. Um, yeah. But but uh, you know that's not ideal. Still got a team that, that's
0: gonna bounce back, so I yeah. think we'll be fine. <laughs> and we've we've mentioned him a couple of times, and he's actually blowing us up in our fantasy baseball chat because I was crushing him, and now all of a sudden we're tied in our first. Oh, Maxis. yeah. <laughs> Oh my God! <laughs> shockingly, shockingly, he doesn't know what the tiebreaker is. He's the commissioner. Um, well, that's he's, no surprise at all. <laughs> yeah. He's definitely—he's uh, an original member of the league. Uh, I think he's the most po- polarizing member in the big show, and I'm not sure if it's close. Um, his wow. record has always been towards the bottom of the league, um, but he has made the playoffs a couple times in recent years, and he's had some respectable years and. Yeah, he's famous for the quote unquote the run, which maybe we'll dedicate six or seven episodes to, to that one run. Maybe not oh, yeah. um, Go
2: week by week. <laughs> <yeah>.
0: <laughs> and he, he I think he's definitely gonna be uh on the show the most as a guest as a guest appearance. So
2: I imagine he'll make a number of appearances. He's got a lot of polarizing thoughts. He loves to loves to stir the pot. You know, I think he's he's As far as a fantasy manager, he's growing and coming into his own. His historic record isn't great, but uh, I think, you know, he's got the tools to turn it around here in the next couple of decades. There's a lot of fantasy left to come. Um, He's definitely, you know, someone who uh, sometimes people lash out at him. Things get said, (laughs) you know, a little too many pokes, whatnot, and, the hammer needs to be dropped. So, uh, you know, it happens. Uh, but yeah, he's going to be on the podcast a lot. We'll chat with him. Um, get his thoughts on things. It's going to be great.
0: Oh my God, dude. Kenneth Walker just threw an interception from the six yard line. What? That was that was not a typo, or maybe it was someone else, someone other running back, but I'm pretty sure they ran a toss. Andy DJ. just texted
2: and said they're playing uh, Kenneth Walker's playing QB. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it looks like it was oh DJ, DJ Dallas and Pete Carroll with his hands on his hips. Like, huh, how could this have happened? Yep, we got Cannon Walker as QB, hands it off to DJ Day- Dallas, who tries to... Oh, my God. Oh, my God. What a terrible throw. He tried to, like, float it into the corner, except the ball didn't float. It just went right into the defender's hands, who, like, was six yards in front of the guy who was intended to catch the pass
2: I think I'm about to see this play oh yes, Tyler Higbee just didn't catch one excellent, love it interception um, let's see here, who the fuck is Malik Hollins or M Hollins, I think it's Malik Hollins but, and why does he have 66 yards for the Raiders Malik. Um, <laughs> I think it's Malik um,
0: I don't know who that but, is, it's amazing
2: yeah, I feel, I don't I don't know um, alright, I'm seeing the play right now Oh, my
0: God. <laughs> How good is that? That
2: was like a Matt Ryan throw.
0: <laughs> yeah. Or Carson Wentz.
2: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, my God. That's so funny. Um, All right. So what do we got? A couple people left? You and I. That's it. Just the two of us. All right. You already know us. Yep. This is James. Yep. I'm Ryan, commissioner, three-time champion. James is a three-time champion. Let's dig into this week's matchups.
0: Let's do it. Is your what's the layout on your on your matchups? I obviously, I think you got yours first, and then the rest of them. So let's just do your matchups, and we'll go down.
2: Okay, that's fine. That is how mine is. Um, so it's Andy and I. Andy's right; I haven't beaten him in like six or seven years. Uh, it's looking probable or possible. That uh, this might be the year to break the streak. You know, I don't want to speak too soon. Um, Six but I've got but those... yeah. It's been a while. He always plays me week one, and I always lose. Uh, and his team <laughs> always stinks by like week five, but <laughs> week one, so good. Um, you know, so uh, oh, T. Higgins without a catch today, not great. Um, you know, looking through my team, it's overall it was not a great day. Uh, Barkley... with. Thirteen point nine. I'm fine with that on an off day. Yeah. Uh, Naheem Hines seven point eight. Not great. Jalen Waddle forty two point one. Cock flop. Uh, T Higgins a zero spot so far.
0: Flipper flop.
2: Uh, yeah. Flipper flop. Lizard. Uh, the lizard plays later. Mm-hmm. Pitts just a one grab. Not great. Gauge seven point eight. So carried by Waddle today. Fortunately, you're playing Andy's team who. Scott fucking Duvernay had 14.46. What a joke. Uh, touchdown run back on the first play of the game. Mm. Um, that's mm. his high score, I think, for the day. Yeah. Duvernay, yeah. The Duves. Shocker. Higby's 8.8. 8. Actually, Higby could end up his high score. That game's only at half.
0: Yeah, Elijah
2: Moore continues to disappoint, underwhelm.
0: I love it.
2: 6.6 6 this week, I know. Absolutely. Big, big, uh, love big keeper guy for him. Reese <laughs> Hall just obviously traded them. had a nice touchdown catch. Pretty efficient with his touches. Six eight carries or eight touches for sixty yards. Yeah. Uh a score. Not bad. Didn't get didn't get tons of work though, and I guess that's the concern. It's the mystery. Uh, with that bad score. Score. Yeah, it is. It is. What's gonna how are they gonna shake out? Are they ever really truly gonna have, you know, my god, one uh one or the other, uh, who's really the dominant player? We'll have to see if I assume at some point it'll be Brees, but probably Jets may suck too. Um So, yeah, really, it's just a pretty sad matchup, this one. You know, one guy has pretty much dominated it for both of us. Otherwise, it's been kind of not a – it's forgettable. Um,
0: Yeah, I'll say this about Saquon. like, his value should be really high, but he hasn't been healthy in years. At any given time, he could just blow his knee out again or have another season-ending injury because that's what we know over the past couple of years. And that's where like the uncertainty behind him is. And that's why people are nervous to like give up the house form, which is what you should be asking for as, his, as his league owner. Um, but I do think it's encouraging, as you said, like he had a bad game today. He dropped 14 points. Like that's a yeah. good floor. Uh, that's like what Jamar Chase did last year. Jamar Chase would blow up or he would have 13, 14 points. And he barely, rarely, rarely ever gave you a dud. And that's what you want to see. So I think that's encouraging for Saquon. And I don't, I don't really want to talk about Andy's team. It's pretty bad. Like <laughs> He's excited about but, DuVernay. He got him off waivers. The only reason why he had 14 points is because he returned the opening kickoff for a touchdown. Not sustainable. And I'm, and I'm just <laughs> upset that he has Jamar Chase and I don't, whatever. But at least Elijah Moore blows. So, There's some think, silver lining there. I do think it's going to be interesting to see what happens with Kyle Pitts on your team. Like, how much longer are you going to put up with his shit before you trade him, and then he and goes <laughs> up. Um,
2: oh, yeah, I'm, I'm going to hang on to him for quite a while. So, I'm not I'm not in any rush to move him. He's a superstar. Just a matter of
0: time. Yeah, we'll see. Nah. Oh, who's that? Oh, Alan Robinson? Never mind. Who cares? Uh,
2: <laughs> all right, so the,
0: the next matchup, who do you got?
2: I have Chris and Kareem.
0: Chris and Kareem. Cool. So, yeah, look at the yeah, matchup. Chris is league favorite. Kareem is a fellow tanker. We're looking at Chris being projected for 155, which is kind of what you want to see Chris do when you're facing him because that's kind of a low week for him. Uh, right. And Kareem, week. Kareem is projected for 98. It's bad. Um, You know, Chris yeah. got. Herbert, who should, if he doesn't get his lung punctured by the team doctor, he should be able to play through this shit uh, with his rib. Dalvin Gibson, which is just an incredibly lucky pick because everyone was so down on him going in. And then Brian Robinson got shot. It's like, oh, good pick, I guess, Chris. But, of course, you know, he's got studs. He's got Dalvin. He's got Justin Jefferson. He's got Cooper Cup. He's got Mark Andrews. Um, He had a big day
2: today, 27.8 from Andrews.
0: You throw in Chase Claypool, Miles Sanders, you know, Tony Pollard on the bench, Tyler Lockett, all these guys who have historically been good or should be good and just kind of have a big floor here. Uh, Yeah,
2: just, I'm not a Claypool or Tyler Lockett guy, like, second slash third receiver on terrible offenses with terrible QBs. Are we really getting that excited about these guys. Like, Claypool had 6.6 6 today, mm-hmm. and and what's his face? Lockett's got 6.3. That's actually not bad. Lockett, he's got 6.3 in the first half. I think that's more than he had all last week. So, yeah, you know, maybe he'll have some decent games, but
0: yeah, I'm mean, like, super like, excited about those guys. We're talking about guys on Chris's roster who are, like, flex plays. Who yeah. might no, that's right you know. Yeah, like – if they're terrible, it doesn't really matter for his team, right? You know? He's
2: got because most of the time his stars are going to carry him, and yeah. he's got ten of these guys who, if one of them ends up being good over the next, you know, ten weeks or so, he'll be able to start plugging them in theoretically. All Amon yeah. on, raw St. Brown,
0: and like Cooper Cup just scored a touchdown. It's got twelve points Or the half. It's just another Cooper Cup day, you know. Oh,
2: yeah. I thought it was it was not Alan Robinson.
0: Yeah, give it give it like a minute. It'll show up on your screen. Okay. Set oh, West Coast still it. Got it. Got it. Now we'll look at Green's team real quick. Uh, like Joe Burrow, who cares? Damian Pierce, I was jealous he got him in the draft. Now I'm just kind of like Ooh. awful. Ooh. Yeah, awful. But wait and see on that guy. He's a rookie. He's probably going to get more and more touches. A uh, day three rookie, though. Yeah. He started Kenyon Drake, which is funny. Uh, he started George Pickens, <laughs> which is also funny. He started DJ Moore. He's just
2: outright tanking.
0: Yeah, it's, it's bad. <laughs> and, like, DJ Moore's fine. I just think he's forever going to be the guy that people think is going to break out who never actually breaks out. And,
2: right.
0: I yeah. agree. And he's I mean, Alan it's Robbins. like C-
2: CD's, CD's becoming that guy, too, though. I said that to Phil the other day. He's following that same that same foot, footstep of
0: exactly, like, always good, never reaching that next plateau. Yep. And we'll see... What happens when Dak comes back? Because I mean, like, CD still got like 15 targets or some shit like that. But
2: yeah, he did. He, he may actually be having a decent day. And I don't know. I don't know what his stat line looks like today. No, yeah, no. He's got three for
0: 22. It's okay, like, he's still early now. Graham's got Fryer move at tight end. That's a common cool. touchdown. Michael Thomas, who ends, who just seems like he's going to be a touchdown machine this year. Uh, yeah, but like, have a have a low ceiling kind of kind of player. Right,
1: um, and then, I mean yeah, he's got Michael, could
0: be bad. He's got Michael Pittman on his bench who's hurt, and he's got Brian Robinson who might just be like a twelve carries kind of guy when he comes back, and that's it. Because uh, Gibson yeah. is is showing he's still good, and of course he is. Gibson's only twenty four. Maybe we all were a little too hard on that guy coming in. Um, but yeah, no surprise. Chris is dominating Kareem. Who do you have next? <laughs>
2: uh, yeah that that one was I think the least uh the least amount of drama expected for the day, and, and it's ninety six percent to four percent here, and it's it's only five twenty two. So, I've got list talk about a drama filled game. List and, and Pat, this one's gotten real close,
0: and it's actually going to be uh, projected to be within four points. Oh wow, yeah, yeah. Looks like a fifty five percent chance for List, forty five percent chance for Pat. They have they have become pretty good friends in the last I don't know what like six seven years. I'd say so, like, yeah. You know, both being in the city, um, you know, Pat being a Southboro guy, Liz being a North throw guy, but then also like um not really hanging out that much until post grad life. And we right. got jobs in the big city and they became just like really good friends. I think college brought they got intertwined a little bit too, but you know, it's kind of cool to see that happen and seeing the face off here. It's you got two teams who are kind of in what we'll get to like I believe, is the no zone for this league. You know, we've got a top three, and then we've got, like, a four through eleven, where it's just, like, one could be, you could rank one team eleven, and I could rank that same team four. Um, You know, I'm maybe stretching it a little bit, but then we've got some bottom-tier teams, but, you know, like Mike List has Kyler Murray, who apparently is just terrible whenever there's, like, a Call of Duty event, or whatever the fuck that's all about. That's one of the funniest (laughs) things I've seen in a while. Oh, there's a so,
2: Call of Duty. Another use it's check two. touchdown.
0: Oh yeah, use check.
1: Yeah.
0: Oh no. Broncos D. Come on. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Mike's got Kyler, who only has two points this week. That's pretty terrible. Um, it's it's almost halftime. That's brutal. It's kind of like Tom down big game.
2: though. Plenty of time to bounce back.
0: Plenty of garbage points coming up for Kyler this week. And, and
2: Garoppolo's on the field too now.
0: Yeah. But is, who's got Garoppolo?
2: Anyone? Nobody does, but I, I just saw him on the field. Oh, okay.
0: <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, Mike's got Derrick Henry. We'll see how Horsecock does on Monday night. He's got the uh, ever aging Zeke Elliott, who uh, a couple of years ago, two years ago, last year, last draft. Uh, Mike traded Juju Smith-Schuster for Zeke before the draft, and everyone was like, oh, my God, Pat, what are you doing? And, yeah. Hey, Pat I got DJ Shark, too. Oh, That's true. Great deal. <laughs> Great deal. Two guys who are terrible last year for Zeke, who was still okay, but are, like, I think he's so washed up in real life it's not even funny.
2: He finished his PPR seven last year, so it was a good year, but I agree. I think he's he's on his last legs, him and Henry – you know, it's going to be interesting to see. I don't think Mike's going to get tons of value for these guys. So he's just going to yeah. ride them into the ground this year, maybe next. And then he's going to have to – he's going to be – I don't know. We'll have to see.
0: <laughs> yeah, we'll see. Speaking of Juju, he has made his way back to Mike Liss roster. Uh, yeah. Along with – look at it. These wide receivers are just amazing. He's got Juju, Curtis Samuel, and Brendan Ayuk. And – the best part is Curtis Samuel's actually going to be really good this year. Like I, I think he's probably going to finish as a top twenty wide receiver. And Mike, if when you listen to this, hit me up. I'll overpay for him. I don't care. I love these Washington Redskins weapons. Just give me more, give me more. He's
2: got Terry. He wants Curtis as well. Don't pass up that offer, Mike. See yeah. if you
0: can get him uh Zeke or Henry too. Um. He's also <laughs> salary it's also got Hawkinson's ETN, who seems to be a massive disappointment already. Did see
2: Hawkinson today? He had a couple of
0: brutal drops. Um, that sucks. A I the like I did I, too. We drafted him last year. Thought he was going to be better. But, you know, Mike's got some depth through his team. He's got James Robinson on oh, the
2: bench. Pat, Pat started uh, Kittle today, who was out.
0: All right, let's jump to Pat's team. This is incredible. <laughs> Uh, I think the girls we got just two hurt. people
2: today who have been
0: started, who have been out. Thank you. you got Derek Carr, Mike Davis. He had a solid five carries for four yards. I think the girls just took out their mom. Jacqueline seems to be curled up on the floor. in some pain. Oh, no. uh, Let me go check on that. She's good. She's good. Um, uh, <laughs> Samaje Ryan also a starter on Pat's roster. Uh so <laughs> like Davis got point nine. <laughs> <laughs> so Pats running backs got him uh 3 points. But Tyreek did get him 48. Um unfortunately yeah, he, George Kittle was quite him the day. day. Darnell Mooney, Hunter Renfro, Chris Olave who got 13 targets today. Like yeah, he he
2: had what should have been Honestly, I don't know really what happened, but if he had just stayed standing, it was a touchdown. Instead, he fell and hit the ground and fumbled.
0: Um, yeah. I think Olave is another guy where I might overpay for. Surprise, Andy hasn't made moves for him because Randy needs, Andy needs to have every rookie. Um, well, he's got Elijah, so there's only so many guys he can keep. There's so many. But in past defense, he's got Kamara and Dobbins in his bench, so his running back should be better once those guys are healthy. Um, but yeah, it's... Gonna be an interesting matchup. 13104 to 127.46 is what we're projected for right now. Yeah, do you have uh, close. do you have Jimbo and Max next? I do. I do. Perfect. Uh we've talked about these guys before. Max hilariously put waiver money in on Tua and Jameis Winston this week, anticipating that someone else might put money on James Winston and Tua this week. But um, no one else did, so he got them both. And then he dropped Tua, and then he dropped James for Tua, and Tua ended up dropping 49 points for him. So a little bit of a roller coaster ride to 50 points. Um, But he's got Ramondre, who he kept. That was terrible. Rashad Penny, who he kept. I don't know. DK Metcalf, who he kept. I don't know. You got to keep DK. No jokes. K.J. Osborne, I don't know. He picked up Dortch from Cardinals and started him. Shocker, he has zero points. Uh, has hasn't even
2: been targeted. Nope.
0: <laughs> Dalton Schultz, his best receiver, has 1.9 points. Still a lot of time left. Uh, Jonathan Taylor. This... Jonathan Taylor only had eight points today. Oh, my God. The Colts are bad, dude. Yeah, they suck. They're real bad. Meanwhile, Jimbo dropped 30 points from his D. He started Taysom Hill. That's funny. Um <laughs> Drake London, Brandon Cooks, Cortland Sutton, Jacobs all playing right now. Mahomes dropped twenty on Thursday, and Montgomery plays tonight. So, in, a lot of time left in this matchup, but uh, according to Sleeper, it's kind of essentially over eighty-five percent in favor of Jimbo. Yeah, I mean,
2: looking looking through the matchup, Max gets Max doesn't get forty-eight from Tua. He's probably putting up like seventy-five this week. Um, yeah. It's it's bad stevenson yeah. penny dk's you know we know dk's a good player but this offense is atrocious uh kj osborne number three maybe he'll score a touchdown dorch what? obviously terrible what? um yeah I don't. What? Uh, schultz you know it's fine he should be good but good is relative term he should be like a Tight end, low mid tier tight end one. It's like those guys barely score like one hundred and fifty points on the year. So Taylor tonight was was really like Max. Max's hope is that Taylor scores forty every week and he can he can carry him. Um, it's a precarious spot if the Colts are going to be this bad. And yeah. I mean Taylor getting ten touches today, nine carries, one reception. So, so yeah, it's not it's He's not a good spot. Different. Yeah, there's not a lot on the bench. It could be a, it could be quite the. Quite the year,
0: and uh, we'll move along here because I just got something thrown at the glass. The uh, uh, ever-supportive wife of this podcast is now pushing it to move faster. Shocker!
2: <laughs> uh, well, we only got two left. We'll we'll leave Jimbo's team for another time. I'll, I'll or three left. I'll say this about Jimbo's team though: it's quality this year. It's probably going to get the the win here to go to one and one. Um, you know, nothing special really coming out of it. But he's he's got thirty from his defense today. Um. Cooper put up twenty seven on the bench, so he's got he's got wide receiver options. Um and he's just gotta choose the right ones to start each week. Uh, so um good for Jimbo getting a one and one. Uh I got James and, and Tim next. Oh, all right, cool. Let's do it. So I'm looking looking down here, we've got Tom Brady versus Russell Wilson. Wasn't a good day for Brady. 11, 11.5 is is uh is bad for a quarterback. He just Less can't than I do. he can't Throw the ball against New Orleans. I don't know what it is, um, but
0: their D line when he
2: plays there. Yeah, it's something. D lines are needed. No, it, it must be because. Uh... Oh, Travis Homer, getting loose. Um, <laughs> t- 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 Tim's it got like ten minutes in.
0: ago, dude. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Gotta get closer to live then. Uh, hang on. Um,
1: <laughs>
2: so we've got. Uh, Nick Chubb went off today for Tim's team. 34 points, three TDs. Uh, it's weird. He doesn't normally have touchdowns like this. He normally will have like 180 yards and maybe one score at most. So it was good to see him get in the end zone a few times. I'm a big Chubb fan. Um, it's because i Korean shit on Hunt.
0: Chubb all offseason. He's, he's paying it back. That's all. He's going to be good. Dotson scored again. Ooh, Kyler with an interception. You'll see that in an hour. It's fine. <laughs>
2: Dotson Dotson with uh oh, but he's got Judy who got hurt. That could work out well for you if if uh I don't know if Gabe Davis is gonna play tomorrow. Um yeah. sounded like he uh had a non contact ankle injury. I like yes. the sound of that, but it's not, it's not. Uh, oh my god, Kyler that was brutal. Um but uh McCole didn't quite do it for you over the weekend or over on Thursday rather. Fournette with eleven point eight. It's not bad, but it's terrible.
0: It's terrible. For yeah. him. The whole Bucks offense. That's the problem with investing in too many players in one team. When like, it doesn't work out, your team sucks.
2: You want Godwin?
0: No. too many, man. <laughs> Gage? <laughs>
2: Did Gage do anything yeah. today? Yeah, he had five catches for like twenty-one yards or something. Oh, um, not really. Beast. Oh, Javante just got a big, uh, a big gainer there. He's up to five points. So yeah, I mean, you've got you're you're probably out of it this week. You could still make a comeback. You're gonna need a big second half. Um Judy obviously being hurt helps you. Um yeah, if he sorry, doesn't come dude. back. Yeah, so you know, you have a chance to sneak sneak one out here, but overall I think it's gonna
0: be tough this week. It'd be a pretty hilarious way to go two and oh. My team sucks. Like we blow.
2: Well well they're not great. Carter did have ten today, which is fine from your R B two. Um yeah. But, yeah, you, you're lacking some of the firepower that uh, you normally have. Honestly, though, it doesn't look that different than the team you had this time last year. So, yeah. you made that work. Um, I expect you'll be doing a lot of moves, making some stuff happen. So, uh, one see? and one's not a bad spot to be. You're in the playoffs.
0: Next, what do we got? We got uh, Phil and Staz?
2: Uh, yep, yep, that's what I've got.
0: Yeah. Omaha, oh 53.6. My girls are Jesus.
2: yelling at me. Let's run through these real quick, and then we'll get you out of here.
0: <laughs> We're all banging on the glass.
2: Take Not really easy, tons kids. to see here. Not really tons to see here in this matchup. Phil's, Phil's getting his clock cleaned a little bit. Still going to put up a respectable number, but stats is projected for 207. So um, yeah. 54 from Lamar. I mean, that that play where he just took the fake handoff and just ran 80 yards was absurd. Yeah. Um, like, he's just so good. Amon Ra had 41. So, I mean, this is kind of, like, straight out of the Mike List playbook. You just get a couple of guys who can go off, and you just let them do so. Uh, and you just can't lose those weeks. So, Mike's going to have an opportunity to win any given week. Um, and, uh, you know, him and Chris are going to probably be the two heavy favorites moving moving through the year, barring and injuries.
0: And for Phil, you know, like, he's still got a solid team. He's projected to lose by 50, 60 points right now. But... He's still like Edward Tilaire, 16 something points this week. I don't know what's going on with CH the first two weeks. There's no way he's gonna continue this production off of the number of touches that he's getting. You know, you yeah. don't have you don't average 20 points over two games and get 10 touches in those games and continue. That's it's just not sustainable. Um no. I love AJ he, Dillon. He's a sell high. Yeah, although I don't know if anybody's even gonna fall for that shit at this point. Exactly yeah, no. either. <laughs> so, who, who knows? Who knows? Um, you know, I love AJ Dillon. I think he's great. Timeshare, so he'll always be restricted a little bit. You know, C D Lamb most, he blows. He's worse than Cam Akers. Cam has more points than him this week, so suck it. Um <laughs> got Debo, he'll be solid all year. Christian Kirk looks like a steal, one of the best picks he in does. the He does, he looks good. Wise. Travis yeah. Kelsey's Travis Kelsey, and then he's just got DeAndre Swift chilling in his flex, who could be, you know, a top three player if he got the touches, but Phil made a joke. He must be averaging 17 yards per carry. He actually averaged just over 10. Um, five carries, 56 yards, 31 receiving yards, and a touchdown.
2: Yeah, he had 50 on one carry, actually.
0: Yeah. So like Swift is still Swift, you know. And Phil's He's got good. Jeff. He Wilson, just can't stay healthy. Jordan Palmer, Josh Palmer, whatever his name is, Garrett Wilson. How long now?
2: is Phil going to keep Calvin Ridley on his bench though? Uh,
0: until someone trades. Trades for him. That's it. No. Like, so like, <laughs> he's gonna get activated in the beginning of the offseason, and someone's gonna be like, ooh Phil, give me Ridley, and he'll be like, all right, yeah, give me a first, and then Phil's gonna get a first and whatever. Uh, <laughs> I don't think so. Then Garrett Wilson dropped 32 points on Phil's bench. So another rookie, yeah. what are you doing? How come you don't have him on your roster yet?
2: Yeah, um, you could already had him before he had 32.
0: And I think it's gonna pick.
2: cost so much more.
0: But yeah, the Phil is gonna be 0 and 2, which is just hilarious. Don't let my funny, man. (laughs) Our last matchup. Oh, our last matchup is the birthday bash. It's the birthday bash, and there's
2: one clear winner.
0: Yeah, and it's not Labar. Sorry, Ryan. (laughs) Uh,
2: Sorry, bud. But uh, it's not
0: it's not you today. When you start, MVS, Marquez Valdez Scantling, Scantling, whatever his name is, in the flex spot on a Thursday. And then don't realize that Julio Jones is out and you leave him in your roster and you can't play Madison or Algier or Ingram or really anyone Anybody else. Anybody that you could pick up off of waivers. Yeah. Um, missed on an opportunity there and you blame it on doing errands between 11 and 1230. Bro, it's a rookie move. Grab a phone. It's 2022. It's not 1995 anymore. You know, the <laughs> iPhone was introduced years after this league started so I could expect that excuse if it was 2006 but let's go bro it's Uh, not
2: flying today
0: let's just say that that. Uh, you know we'll see maybe waller will continue to blow up Thielen could have a big game aaron jones could have a big game josh allen could have a big game yeah he's gonna have to drop like 130 points amongst those guys so good luck to you professor (laughs) yeah it's not gonna happen uh
2: uh not gonna happen this week but uh 1-1 1 and 1 for for LeBar, Brennan'll go to 2 and 0. Oh. Um worried about I'm worried about Naji though. Uh he's just um you know
1: like the volume
2: thing. The, yeah, it's the... the Liz Frank thing now. He he's already irritated it twice. I just don't see how he's not going to continue to have issues with that throughout the season. That's my main concern.
0: Yeah. And also like their O-line blows, Trubisky blows. He's going to get 15 to 22 touches a game, but it's going to be for low production. He's going to be touchdown reliant. But his floor is going to be high, but his ceiling is going to be low.
2: Yeah, I think that that's reasonable. He should have a a solid 10, 12-point floor with, you know, maybe he gets 20 if he scores a touchdown. Um, I think that's a fair point. I think that's a fair point.
0: Like Deontay Johnson, another guy on the Steelers. He's going to get a lot of opportunities, but I don't know if they're going to be high-quality opportunities. Right. His results are showing that, you know, he had 13 points this week. He had 12 points last week. You know, he plays 80 plus percent of the snaps. He's had 12 targets and 10 targets in the respective games. So, like, he's got to do more with his opportunities. But Steelers yeah, kind of – are getting
2: lots of them. Yeah, they're not, they're not looking as good as they have previous years. And even Big Ben last year, we felt like he was on his last legs, and, and he was. But it just shows you how good of a quarterback he is and, and how yeah. – You know, the drop-off really is so large from those top-tier quarterbacks to everybody else.
0: Big Den was on his last fucking toe last year. (laughs) But Brendan's got a decent team outside of those. Najee, Deontay, he's got Christian McCaffrey, who's Christian McCaffrey. He dropped 20-something points today, so that's encouraging to see. Mike Williams, who... We'll either get you four points or 34 points. I think that's just kind of what it is. You'll either get targeted three times or get targeted 15 times. Uh,
2: Yep.
0: Zach Ertz, who could be good, but I just don't want anything to do with that Cardinals offense, man. No fucking thing.
2: Uh, They spread it around. Kyler's
0: playing Call of Duty. Yeah, it's it's hard to really say. And then, like, Damian Harris dropped 18 points today. That's good to see for us Pats fans. Like, way to go. We won. That's awesome. He got
2: hurt, though. It looked and like he really? might have hurt his leg at the end. Yeah. So Jesus. it might be Ramondre Stevenson time for Max. Maybe bailed out here. Or his pickup there. <laughs>
0: breaking, breaking news Phil just put DeAndre Swift on the trade block. Um, and Garrett Wilson. Oh, good. And Garrett Wilson. Phil needs someone to talk to on a Sunday. Maybe he should join us one of these days. There uh, you go. But, yeah, we'll, we'll see what happens. Phil's going to try and trade those guys for top value. I don't know if anybody should give up much for those two. Um, DeAndre, is, we want to see more touches from him before he gets any real value. Yeah. Um, that's not true, real value. He's still DeAndre fucking swift. I
2: want him to stay what? healthy. I see, I know what you mean. You want him to stay healthy. You want him to have a, a better – you want him to get 20 carries a day, 20 touches a game or so rather than – what do you have four today six today he's explosive but he needs to stay healthy for the
0: price price it's gonna cost you that's that's just solid man but yeah Yeah, that's that's the rundown man those are the matchups
2: those are the matchups that's that's the first uh big show pod um hope that you guys enjoyed you know we will be back next week we're gonna try to add some segments we're gonna be doing guest spots so uh, hopefully get some some good stories going on get a few people in here to, to talk about the league and the teams and you know kind of take it from there
0: yeah we're gonna wrinkle in some guest appearances with who we're facing off with each week and hopefully the guests can can appear if they don't we'll just send out if they can't we'll just send them written questions before and we'll pretend that they're here and we'll we'll go from there <laughs> We'll have some fun with it and i love it we'll, we'll talk trades we'll talk about life we'll talk about all sorts of stuff and Hopefully, we'll do this at a time where the girls are asleep so I don't have to deal with them banging on the walls and yelling at me every few minutes.
2: Perfect. I love it. I love it. That's a great idea.
0: <laughs> All right, man. I'm going to try and end this Zoom without cool. de- deleting the recording. So, uh, wish me luck.
2: Fingers crossed, man. All great right. first episode. It was a blast. Don't let me know when you send it out. <laughs> All right, I
0: will. <laughs> All right,
1: thanks.